this month on the Cartridge Club. Where did you go? There you are. Netflix and Chell. I love it when, when you kill them, they like forgive you. Well, I guess they want me to do that, but I'm going to try to do it this way to see if I can do it. Hello gamers, and thanks for tuning in to another episode of The Cartridge Club. If you are new to the club, I'll quickly explain what we are. The Cartridge Club is a community of content creators and gamers of all generations. I'm Sean, or Player One, and along with my brother Mark, or Player Two, we host a monthly book club for gamers. We pick a game and invite everyone in the club to play along, and then select guests to come on this show and discuss the game everyone played. This show will contain heavy spoilers. You have been warned. Without further ado, let's meet our panel this month. First up, we have one of the youngest members of the Cartridge Club, but don't let his age fool you because he is dangerous with the duelies in Splatoon 2. From Retro <laughs> Nonsense, we have Luke. Thanks for being here, Luke. Hi, thank you very much. Well, every, every show is a first show for somebody, Luke, and there's a chance that uh, somebody, may, maybe they don't know who you are, they're not familiar with Retro Nonsense, so why don't you let them know uh, just exactly what Retro Nonsense is? Well, Retro Nonsense is my family's YouTube channel. Uh, you can go to YouTube for slash Retro Nonsense and subscribe. And you should. I definitely recommend checking it out. Retro Nonsense, uh, they do music videos, among other things, and they're actually the source of the, the number one used hashtag by Cartridge Club members, CC Unite. So we're really excited to have Luke here. This is his first show uh, with us, so it should be a good time. Next, from the Media Mavens podcast, we have the best drunk tweeter on the planet. Pam, thanks for joining us. (laughs) Thank you for having me. (laughs) So, Pam, um, now I'm assuming you're sober for the show. If you're not, that's okay. Okay. (laughs) I was was thinking of grabbing a drink, but it's 11. (laughs) Well, it's it's noon on the East Coast, the East East Coast. (laughs) Uh, for anybody who might not be familiar, Pam, why don't you let them know what Media Mavens is and what Cannot Be Tamed is? Uh, sure. Media Mavens is my podcast that I do with my friend Riley. We talk about all kinds of media from games to books to television shows to movies, uh, occasionally music, and it is bi-weekly out every second Monday. And Cannot Be Tamed is my YouTube channel where I do a lot of retro reviews and uh, vlogs and other videos Generally, all about video games. Uh, Pam's YouTube channel has one of the most active comment sections on the internet. Uh, it's worth <laughs> it just to read those alone. Draws in all sorts. That's right. <laughs> also joining us from the now, I, w- I want to make sure I get this correct. Dollar dorks, two dorks, thrifty dorks. One of the coolest members of the Cartridge Club, Derek. <laughs> Hello. Thank you for having me on here. Yes, thank you for coming. Uh, I know the game of the month is a, a big favorite of yours. More importantly, why don't you let everybody know about all of the channels on the internet that apparently belong to you named Dorks? <laughs> well, Dollar Dorks is a podcast I do with uh, other gamers and collectors just uh, talking about how to get the best bang for your buck. Um, and then Two Dorks is a uh, YouTube channel me and my brother-in-law did. Um, kind of, you know, movie reviews, games, just con- conferences and stuff. Um, and then Thrifty Dorks is my wife and I thrifting, basically. Um, yeah, hauls and pickup videos and some in-store footage. There's uh, there's one video on the Thrifty Dorks YouTube channel you can find where they buy a bowl from the pits of hell. 
uh, <laughs> it's the most terrifying thing I've ever seen. It's a bowl made of hands, like, and not not like a clay bowl made of. It's a bowl made of actual human hands. It's. Uh, I wanted that bowl for 15 years and finally found it in a thrift store for, I think it was $7. Wow. $7 and four sacrifices. Thanks for being here, Derek. Oh, my goodness. Sounds handy. Lastly. uh, Sorry. I'm sorry. Lastly, we are thrilled to announce that we managed to steal some time from one of the sharpest minds in the gaming industry. A man so meticulous and focused, he is most often described as robotic. (laughs) <laughs> Co-founder of Bonus Barrel and creator of the CC Counter, it's Seiji. Um, wow, I'm I'm really impressed with that introduction. Uh, <laughs> so well, it's thank true. You, thank uh, you, thank you for having me. Yes, thank you. We are we have been looking for a game. We actually chose the game this month specifically to have you on the show. It was uh, sort of a headhunt job we did. So. Surprise. <laughs> I'm honored. <laughs> so for anybody who might not be familiar, why don't you let them know what Bonus Barrel is? Well, Bonus Barrel is a podcast uh, that I have with uh, three other uh, buddies of mine. Uh, we all have some video game development experience, so initially we wanted to focus somewhat on that kind of thing, but uh, it's <laughs> now we, we touch about just about everything related to video games. We do reviews and stuff, and but I have my own personal agenda, and I try to to push the 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 joys of development to uh, to our listeners, and sometimes occasionally dropping some video game history stuff and other nerdy things. So yeah, I mean, you can find us in uh, SoundCloud and iTunes and Google Play and all that. Bonus Barrel. Fun fact: When uh, when game trailers shut down, um, I was deployed and Mark was home alone and lost. Game trailers was our most listened to podcast, and Mark didn't know what he was going to do. And uh, a good friend and co-founder of the club, Dean Lasagna, said, "Hey, why don't you check out Bonus Barrel?" And you guys actually became his replacement for Kyle Bossman. <laughs> Some big shoes to fill. Yeah. <laughs> Bossman's wow. back though, so you guys you can, you can relax. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, that's our panel this month. I am very excited to talk to all of them about this month's game. And in order to find out what that game is, I'm going to have to turn things over to my brother. Mark, what have we been playing? Oh, my goodness. What a month. Uh, This month we've been playing Portal, which I'm sure is very well known to everybody listening. And everybody who is listening probably has already played along with it this month. But We always wait for this moment to announce. I don't know why we do that. But uh, because it's just an old thing that we started Wait, four, yeah, uh, what is it four years ago now is this is this the anniversary or is it next month this is the last episode of season four so oh my god no the, yeah, wait next this, month this ep- no oh know. yeah sorry you're right yeah august is yeah you're right Not anyway this, it's been this a long isn't time. special at all <laughs> it feels special though it second feels like last. it should be something yeah that's right but second to none um so this was made by valve the guys that uh, are most prominently known for making half-life and i guess Team Fortress and Steam, I guess, is uh, a lot of the big things. Um, it was Create, Dead. yeah, and Left for Dead. That's of course another big one. Yeah, uh, a lot of good, good, good clout behind their name. However, I've only recently learned a little about this. Before I get into the actual creation of the game, though, I want to talk about what it was released on. Originally came out on Windows. You can pretty much get it on, I don't know, almost everything now. Windows and Xbox 360, PS3. Uh, Mac, obviously, Android, Linux. You get it on a lot of things. It's a first-person puzzle platformer. 
And uh, yeah, it's it's simple but um but creative. I guess is the best way to describe it. But uh, actually, I might just turn things over to Seiji for a second here. He knows a little more about the development than I do. Uh, he surprised me with some facts yesterday, which I think other people listening will be interested in. This game wasn't actually originally created at Valve. It was sort of brought on board by Valve from another creator. Um, so Seiji, why don't you tell us a little bit about how this game came to be? Well, there's a really nice story. The kind of stories that I like about development. Uh, the game was completely developed involved but there's this other school project that was made by uh, digipen senior students uh, i believe that in digipen on their senior year they have to develop like a whole game and try to like uh, it, it, it's a way to 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 create their own portfolio of games and they do it in a really really professional way and they try to get as much polish uh, on it as possible and there was this particular team led by uh, Kim Swift, which she was a producer and game designer of, of a, the project was called Nervacular Drop. And the thing with DigiPen is that they, they have really good relationships with Nintendo and with Valve and with Microsoft and other companies. You mentioned Nervacular Drop, which is what this game originally started as. I'm just curious, has anybody here heard of Nervacular Drop before we get into uh, more of what he's saying? Uh, uh, Derek, not until thought, yesterday. Yeah, yeah, me too. <laughs> Derek, I, have you ever I, played I, it, Derek? No, I never played it. I thought about trying it, but I, I just remember when I heard uh, Portal was coming out, I had heard it was created from some other project from some students who had created a, a game and that Valve liked it so much that they brought them all in internal to make this game. That's what I remember hearing when I uh, first heard about the original like Portal back in the day. Yeah, right on. And what an honor that must have felt to all of a sudden Valve's calling you up and it's like, yeah. hey, we we like what you got. <laughs> um, all right, Sage, are you good to go to finish it off? Yes. So that is the the short version of the story. Uh, but if you want to hear like a more like heart touching version of the story. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we want. We want that. No, heart no, no, no. It's not. It's not from me. Uh, there's this really uh, a good video. It's from a channel that I really like. It's called Video Game story time and they have this animation where they tell the story about how you know the someone from ball really liked the project when they were uh presenting those projects to external people and then uh, that team got invited to evolve and initially the team they they just thought it was gonna they were gonna go talk to to present it to maybe one or a couple of people but apparently it was packed of people, it was kind of famous, it was made a, a big deal, and then Gabe Newell himself like got into the room and he liked it so much that he offered a job to everyone in the team. They brought it along wow. and they developed a uh, portal uh, based on the mechanics and the general you know, uh, structure of Nervacular Drop. So that's kind of like the story in short. I love it. Now, Seiji, did you go to school? You, you're working with video games right now to uh, create video games. Did you go to school for that? No, I I have a computer science degree, so I I I didn't study anything particular to video games, but I always kind of like I gotcha. took it that way. Yeah. That carried you through. Is this is this a dream of yours to have something like this happen? You're working on a game at home. Somebody shows up. Hey, we we seen your game. We want you to come work for us. Is is this your dream? It will be an incredible honor. I mean, because you well. I don't know what's experience for others, but when I was in school, like, you you still have like like hopes and dreams, and <laughs> and when something 
like that, something, anything that is good happens at that particular age, uh, it's, it's magnified by, you know, by your own view of the world. So I, I would imagine it was like great for them. Uh, and from what I gather, it was. Um, so uh, it would have been, you know, awesome, but yeah, life is like, I can't even imagine. Yeah, yeah, you're right. I love that he opened that with when you're in school, you still have hopes and dreams. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. When you're out of school. (laughs) (laughs) A lot of those hopes and dreams, folks. A lot of those. (laughs) That's right. It can happen. This could happen to you. Like these guys lived the dream. And I think that's fascinating. And I never knew about it till now. So I thank you guys for shedding light on that. Okay. So that is the backstory behind Portal. Like I said, it is a first-person puzzle platformer. Um, not a genre, I think, that was around very much at the time. I think it was kind of revolutionary, but uh, it was one of the first ones that I had heard of, that's for sure. So uh, with that said, this was my first time playing it. Um, and I played it through with my brother, which made it even better as well. Extra special. I guess you could say that we are the blue and red portal uh, of each other's lives. Uh, is is the other portal red? It's orange. Oh it's my orange. god! I just realized it's probably not red. Um, but I, I you're wearing I a blue probably. shirt, and I'm wearing an orange shirt right now. So. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> that was not yeah. planned. That is awesome. Um, in a second, I'm yeah. gonna stand behind you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, these guys are actually looking through. Anyway, um, but yeah. So our first time playing, we played through it together. I think you can watch it on Twitch still. I'm not sure. But yeah, great first experience with it. Still hold up today, in my opinion. Let's get to you guys. Pam, was this your first time playing Portal? And if not, what was your first experience? Uh, this was not my first time. I was actually trying to figure out when I first played it, since my Steam achievements don't have dates on them. And I found ah. my, re- my I found my receipt from Steam. Mm. So I got oh. it on May 3rd, 2008. And oh I paid $20 US for it. Nice. In 2008. So uh, I played it through on PC the first time, and then going through this time, I got the orange box for 360. Oh, nice. I'm looking forward to hearing your take later on the the differences between the two. Mm -hmm. Um, I should have mentioned, I don't think I did, that it actually did come out in 2007. So you purchased October 9th, 2007. So it Mm -hmm. wasn't out that long when you got it. So that's pretty cool. Yeah. It's cool that you have that receipt. (laughs) (laughs) Um, How about you, Derek? Was this your first time through? No, uh, now I'm trying to find my receipt. <laughs> but uh, I played. I, I originally played it. It said before I launched it, it said I had played in Steam last time in 2008. So I'm assuming I beat it in 2008. Nice. I know I bought the orange box, but I can't remember if I already had uh, Portal at that point or not, or if I got it with the orange box. I know I bought the orange box mainly for TF2, but I'm going to assume it came with that. I probably played it through that. Um, yeah, so I played it and beat it back then, 2008, um, and then played and beat it again this month. Nice, nice. Um, right on. Yeah. Did you? So you got through it again completely this month too? Then right on. Yep. How about you, Luke? Do you have you played this before? Uh, yes, I got it mm. on my eleventh birthday. My brother got it for me, and I played it through almost to the end, but it was very hard. So, well, to me back then, so I, I couldn't <laughs> complete it. But I completed it this month when I was playing it through. But uh, I obviously got it a while after it came out because it came out like three years after I was born. So, you know, <laughs> yep, fair enough. Play it when I was three. <laughs> right on. Well, congrats on the win. Now there you go. You went back and you Thank finished you. it off. That's awesome. Okay. Uh, well, P one, do you want to throw in your thoughts? Do you want to explain if you had played this before or not? That'll be quick. I haven't played it before. Like I guess you mentioned, 
uh, our playthrough yeah. on Twitch was the first so. time. Um, we played it on my Mac with the Mac Magic Mouse and keyboard. Um, yeah. I think next time I would <laughs> I would try to use a controller. I just mouse and keyboard. Or perhaps a you know a decent mouse, a good mouse. <laughs> So th- all right. I'm, I'm One that isn't meant for graphic design. <laughs> yes, there you go. <laughs> it's a good okay, mouse. Okay, cool. <laughs> it is a good mouse. Yeah, I'm just, I can use one right now. <laughs> all right, um, Seiji. Let's hear about your first time through, Seiji. Um, you know, I was looking for, for my receipt also. It's a great <laughs> idea, Pam. <laughs> yeah. um, I got it on April 29th. 2009, so I didn't get a nearest release. But I remember, I have a, if I remember correctly, I played a version of Portal that was like a Flash version, like a 2D, like uh, platformer that. kind of side scroller kind of version of it on, on wow. Flash. And I, and I remember liking that those mechanics a lot. That um, I don't know if I could recognize it or someone told me, hey, that game you're playing, it's like this other game, like Portal. Because I remember um, back then, I was still kind of intimidated by first-person shooter kind of games. Like, I played Doom when I was little, and I played Half-Life a lot. And I liked those, but I, outside of that, maybe some Call of Duty and other, other games like that. But, you know, just if I ever looked at a video or a trailer of it, it, it looks kind of disorienting. It doesn't translate well how it feels to how it just looks when you're outside of that context, so I, I, I get intimidated by games that look like hard or um, just they sort of overwhelm me. Yeah, I know what you so, mean. So, yeah, I got the orange box, and I, I guess I got it because of Half Life Two, Episode One, I believe it is mm-hmm. the one included in there. Then I played a bunch of Team Fortress, which I loved, and I gave a chance to Portal, and I was so amazed with it. It was incredible, and I wasn't. I don't remember ever doing a, a second run of it. I just it, it left a, a great impression on me. But when I was looking at my Steam uh, playtime, it was like over six hours. So it must have took me like six hours to to finish it. <laughs> now I I feel like I'm a super slow player because I've heard a lot of members of the club saying it took me like two hours to finish. And I'm like, well, okay, that's a lot. Six <laughs> hours. But I but I played it for the yeah. show and, and it took me like yeah like three hours. So I guess I was just slow back then, or I was just savoring or whatever. <laughs> right, right, right. Especially because when you go into Portal, like you mentioned before, if you don't know what it is, it's kind of shocking. You're expecting to shoot things, you're expecting, to, you know, but it actually turns into a puzzle game. And wrapping your head around that, once you have that absorbed, if, if anybody went through it again a second time, I'm sure they'd be a lot faster. Um, but yeah, especially if you have no idea what it is. And you also mentioned about being a little disorienting. And like I, like we said earlier, me and P1 played together. And there is a definite disconnect between when I'm playing as opposed to when I'm watching. When I'm watching, if I'm thinking, I'm going to look to the right, but he looks left, it does get disorienting really quickly. Um, whereas when you're controlling it, it's not disorienting really at all. Um, so yeah, I completely understand how watching it as opposed to playing it makes a big difference. For sure, for sure. Okay. With that said, let us get into the story of the game. In this game, you take the role of, I'm going to say, Shell? 
or Chell? Which which would you guys say it is? Chell. Cahell? I think I thought it was Chell. <laughs> I say Chell. <laughs> Chell, yeah. Netflix and Chell. We're going to Portal and Chell. So you take on the role of Chell, a young woman trapped within the Aperture Science Complex. Chell is forced to solve a test of varying difficulties in chambers designed by an Aeon gone rogue. I said Aeon, but I meant to say Aeon <laughs> gone rogue named GLaDOS. Oh, my goodness. And GLaDOS has a lowercase a, but everything else is uppercase. Learning a lot from this note. <laughs> during, during the early stages of the test, Shell is granted use, usage of a handheld portal device. So this is where portal comes into play. Commonly referred to as the portal gun. It's a piece of equipment developed by Aperture Science that allows Shell to create portals that act as gates between each other. So you make a blue and an orange. You can walk through the blue and come out the orange. I guess that sums it up. Um, yeah, that's pretty much the story. Do you ever read any of the outlines that I prepare for any of our shows before the minute we're recording? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, of course I do. Um, so, shall I, okay, so the point of the game is you're trying to get through all these different puzzles that this GLaDOS AI computer is creating for you. And it just seems like she's testing you, but it seems like it's not really made for you. It's made for something, and they're testing something, and you don't really know what it is. It's sort of obtuse they don't really explain all that much and you're uncovering things as you go along uh and that's really the story of the game i think was there anything a p1 was there anything i missed there is there anything you wanted to mention about the story no you i think mean it? It, it doesn't do so much uh, it's not a lot of exposition it tells the story through the game through the gameplay through the the, the scenery the you know the stuff written on the walls and and through glados's uh um constant dialogue and narration or direction I find. I right. really, tell us, really uh, enjoyed it. Tell us a bit about Glados. Actually, uh, Glados is a, an AI who is just there to help you. She wants you to be <laughs> the best you that you can be. Um, <laughs> she, she wants to make sure that you understand, you know, what's going on and what's expected of you. And she uh, wants you to do what you're told and follow the rules. That's right. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. And she's she's offering you a reward at the end for completing it. Like that's amazing. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, uh, if I had uh, if I had an, an AI that offered me cake for doing simple tasks, I would uh, be very happy. I think Chell's <laughs> a bit ungrateful. <laughs> well said, I agree. Um, what did uh, what did you guys think of the story, Pam? What did you think of the story of, of Portal and and Glados? I liked that you didn't totally know what was going on most of the time. Uh, you just sort of wake up in this chamber and this AI starts talking to you and I remember the first time playing it I really had no idea what was going on the rope or the AI seemed a little bit sinister but you know you didn't really have a choice but to do what she said at least at the beginning of the game uh, I also really like that though we don't get to really focus on Chell like I don't think True. you would have known what her name was unless maybe it's in the credits or something. I don't think it's ever mentioned in the game. But I like how as you go through and when you first start placing portals, you can like get little tiny glimpses of her. Like, oh, hey, that's that's me. That's who I'm playing. Uh, so it's sort of like it's all very mysterious sort of. And you just get fed little bits of information here and there. Well said. And it actually reminds me of two other games i think the sort of having that overarching narrator sort of guiding you through but you don't really know what's going on it reminds me a lot of of 
Bioshock or uh, and Talos Principle. Talos Principle is almost exactly like this. It clearly copied a lot of Portal, um, but Bioshock, same thing. You're you're being sort of led along by this, oh, this voice, I guess you could say, and and you think you understand. You're hoping that they're telling you the truth, and you're sort of going along. And I love that about that. Same thing. I never realized that all three of these games I like, and it's probably all for that same reason. I never really thought about it. Um, Luke, what did you think of the story? I thought it was it was good, um, especially for being such a short game. It was very mysterious, kind mm. of, you know, like you didn't really know what was going on. But like, I really liked the messages on the wall that kind of like pieced it together, you know, to make it like, you know, so it wasn't like it wasn't executed like some games where it's like, you know, the story is clearly there for you. It was like with pictures or I meant drawings on the wall and like GLaDOS telling you stuff and everything and you kind of piece it together in your mind. And I liked it a lot. Yeah, that's a great point. Everything's very sterile, but then every now and then you get a peek behind the cracks. <laughs> <laughs> Things aren't always what they seem. Uh, Derek, how about you? <clears throat> well, I just wanted to add on or say some more So about what they said. Pam's uh, point with seeing yourself, I also found it very interesting. You see your legs and you have those like springs on your legs. Um, oh, and I, I remember... Yeah, they're like little springs that go around the back of your leg. And, it, and I think I looked it up later on, like, why did she have those? And it's supposed to explain how she can jump such long distances without taking damage. Oh, cool. <clears throat> When she hits the ground, she's supposed to use the spring, and that makes her, you know, absorb the shock and not get hurt. That was kind of their, their justification, Perfect. which is good. Um, also, I looked it up, and it's Chell, because uh, there's a sound file in Portal 2 where Gladys says her name. Ah, um, Perfect. And then with what Bob had said um, about uh, the things on the wall, it's just it's nice payoff, right? To investigating, looking around, going outside of the way you're supposed to go. Even if you hit a dead end, you you went under that wall and behind, and you saw something you feel like you weren't supposed to see because Gladys doesn't want you to. But you learn something more about the story and the world you're in. Yeah, that's yep. Luke. Bob. Sorry, Luke. Oh my god. <laughs> For some reason, I was thinking I, mean, I said Bob, saw Bob in the other. His parents anyway, probably do it too. So yeah. <laughs> yeah, there you go. My to. parents did it to me. <laughs> Story of my my life. grandmother calls her dog Sean. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, I love that. I love. I agree with peeking behind the. Uh, the facade is, is it's always a good time when that comes up, especially when you get those creepy messages. This thing is written in blood or something. It's like, oh, my God, what happened here? Yeah. What am I in? <laughs> um, also, why would they be writing? Anyway, we'll get into that later. Uh, <laughs> Sean, P1, why don't you tell me? Wait, did I already ask you? Yes, I did. Seiji. Yeah. What did you think of the story, man? Well, the particular way of all Valve's narrative works, I love. And it's not particular to Portal. That is very characteristic of how they tell stories, both in Half-Life and Left 4 Dead. Even though you might think that Left 4 Dead doesn't have like a story, or rather like a narrative per se, uh, mm -hmm. it, it does have a rich environment, a rich story in in, in the world. Um, but before that, and if I'm talking too much, just let me know and I'll, I'll cut it. But Not at all. I'd like, no. I'd like to backtrack a little bit to Nervacular Drop, because that's a game that if you play, and I, and I played it for a little bit, um, you notice that that even though the mechanics are really are, are very very similar, you have the, your blue portal and your orange portal. Everything about it is everything else about it is very different. Um, the way I mean, the art style, the way they onboard you into the experience, uh, the way they're trying to convey their own story, is is quite different. And it 
it really models your experience. So uh, I mentioned this yesterday on the on, on your our Twitter conversation about how if you have a good idea, that's not enough to make a, a good game. And if you play that game, you can really notice it. So what they tried to do in Portal was remove everything, every every single destruction about it. Uh, and you can see that when you're in the world, everything is very, as you said, it, it was very sterile. Um, and it, and they did it for for the purpose of of clearing up the mechanical system of, of Portal. And some of the things that 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 you mentioned about uh, the springs behind the legs and how you can see yourself and all that stuff. If you played the developer uh, commentary mode in Portal, that's some of the first things that they mentioned. How oh. they they oh. very intentionally position the first portal so that you see yourself because that's one of the things that is very confusing if you play in a regular drop without any context is like what's going on like what, what how, how does this thing connect so they they don't they don't even give you the the gun in the beginning of portal where in a regular drop from the beginning you can shoot both both things and their tutorial is just like it's a very traditional sort of sort of tutorial where they just show you the controls of the game and then they drop you into the world but in this game, you have you're in this con confinement cell, and there's really very few things you can do. You can move around, but if you move forward or backwards, there's really nothing you can do in order to lose yourself in this world. So, from the moment you're you, you start the game, you start learning about the mechanics, the story, about what's going on. That sense of com uh, of confusion is part of the narrative, and it's incredible because what is the story, right? And and what it is is that you're just a one more test subject, yeah. and they're testing, they're doing science experiments on you, and that is what you get from playing the game. I, I'm not I'm not sure if the name of the character or the name of the AI are mentioned or some of the stuff that you read when you see a like a like a Wikipedia page of of, of Portal. Like most of the of, of those things, I don't think they're mentioned explicitly, but you get that the writings on the wall. You get what uh, GLaDOS is telling you. You get that you're just one other test subject, but you're meant to be like the last one, right? So, and, and the story is how you sort of kind of like destroy the the aperture science or what is left of it, because there's all this this other thing about it seems like this place is old or is being abandoned. So there's this disconnection about um, what are you doing there. Uh, it seems like humans or, or the initial people that were running the experiments were not there. So you get the story about probably GLaDOS took over Aperture Science and things like that. And then you get some relationship to the Half-Life world because Black Mesa is mentioned. True. So, yeah, I mean, in terms of narrative, it, there's not a lot of exposition. But um, I don't know, I, I love the this story that happens to you rather than the story that is being told to you. So, yeah. It's, right. kind of, it's my kind of narrative. Yeah, it's exactly. This is very stagified. I know you love having the game explained as you play it, rather than have it told to you in, in in cinematics and things like that. So as I'm even playing this with my brother, I'm thinking this is no wonder Sagey likes this. This is exactly what he likes. Uh, so yeah, I, I definitely see what you what you're saying. Okay, I believe we pretty much covered the story of the game. I don't think there's anything else to add, so let's move on into the gameplay mechanics.
right? So like we said earlier, it is a puzzle platformer. The basic mechanic that you're going to use throughout 90% of the game is the portal mechanic. Uh, but before we get into that, let's talk about the basic controls. And I'm going to start with you, P1. You had mentioned earlier um, about uh, about your favorite part of the game, and that was the input control of this particular mouse. What's it called again? That's the Apple Magic Mouse. The Apple Magic Mouse. My God, that sounds great. It sounds like it's got to be the way to play Portal. <laughs> Why don't you tell us about the controls? <laughs> uh, this uh, So it's a first-person game, so uh, and my initial thoughts were I'm probably not going to enjoy this. I don't like the first-person view. I get very easily lost in that. Uh, I prefer third-person. I also can't stand first-person platforming, and this has a lot of it. Um, <laughs> if I can't see where my feet are, how am I supposed to know where I'm jumping? Uh, even in real, like, because first person is not a real substitute for real life because I have a sense of my body. I And I don't walk around with my hands up here all the time. <laughs> um, so should. Uh, I, I should. Yeah, maybe I'll start doing that. People are like, what are you doing? I'm practicing for Portal. <laughs> yeah, um, I'm getting used to it. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, the this this game controls extremely well. Um, most of those, any issues I had were with the input method. The mouse and keyboard, I'm not, A, I'm not used to using mouse and keyboard. Uh, B, the mouse that I used isn't necessarily designed for gaming. Uh, it's meant for other things. So that added some frustration for me, but I, I definitely am going to play again with a controller. Uh, I do think that'll be, because uh, I'm more comfortable with a controller, uh, I think that'll make it a little more enjoyable for me. Because um, mm -hmm. that's also to how I play Bioshock. To shoot a blue portal, what do you do? You right, uh, one of them is right click, one of them is left click on the mouse. Right, and the mouse that we were using has no separation. It's it's essentially no, but one, it knows. It knows. It, it, no, sure, it knows. Sure, yeah. Apple knows what you want. <laughs> it, it does. Apple knows. Yeah. It, that well, I mean, I do. Problem. I'm doing it right now, and it, no, it knows the difference between right click and left click. Um, <laughs> the difference is when you're trying to do it twitch reflex, when you're trying to you know do it quickly, that left there's no there's no division. Whether the mouse knows or not, your fingers might not. <laughs> and that was just, the problem. Just move your just fingers to the mouse. left and the right of the mouse. Yeah. Did you, so we so we had no problems then. It must have been easy to use. Are we reviewing Portal or are we reviewing the, uh, the Apple Magic Mouse? What are we talking? <laughs> All right. Okay. Cool. Um, uh, no, the game the game handles extremely well. It's right. Right. Valve did a and Half Life Two I found to be the same. Um, they are very good at at the first person space. They know what they're doing. Agreed. Uh, yeah, so like we said, please do not take it as the game. We were just using the wrong mouse for the job. That's all it was. The game itself controls perfectly. Um, Pam, you've played both versions. Uh, do, do you remember your mouse and keyboard experience as opposed to your controller experience? Vaguely. I played it with a proper mouse and keyboard, so I didn't have any <laughs> any issues when I first played it on PC. Uh, I, I do... I did find it more comfortable with a controller. I mean, I know mouse and keyboard is generally considered preferable or superior for first-person shooters, but even though it's first-person and you are technically shooting something, uh, it's not something where you need to have real fast twitch reaction skills or uh, be very precise about where you're shooting the portals. So I found it much more comfortable with the controller where you just use your left and right triggers to uh, shoot the different portals. Gotcha. I was wondering how they set it up. I, I assumed it was left and right trigger, so... Definitely no problem with your fingers differentiating which one you're shooting, which is pretty mm -hmm. good. Right on, right on. Okay, how about uh, Luke? What version did you play again, Luke? I played it on Steam. 
Okay, right so on. What with did mouse you and street? keyboard. Okay. Now, did you have any troubles with it? Nah, it was fine. I mean, I had a proper mouse, not not a magic mouse, so <laughs> it was fine. And yeah. Okay, good. Man, if only we had someone who, when we first sat down, said we should probably try a controller. Just imagine, like, if only one of us had said that. We beat the game in two and a half hours with the mouse that nobody likes. <laughs> That's a great point. That's I mean, point. nothing against the mouse. It's just not really for gaming, you know? See? Yeah. Luke's got it. Yeah, no, he's exactly you right. You didn't know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Derek, how about you? I, I, yeah, I use keyboard and mouse, and uh, I did last time. I mean, I didn't use anything fancy last time, but, um, yeah, I had no issues with uh, gameplay. I loved it. Have you tried uh, the controller version? Um, I did not. Actually, I, I really hate first-person anything on controllers just because of that aiming with the stick. I cannot do that. Right, you even I don't have, have enough practice. adapter, don't you, for... For your for, consoles, for all my consoles, yes, yeah. I have two adapters. <laughs> <laughs> One wasn't good enough. <laughs> you never know. I gotta have a backup of a backup, you know. <laughs> <laughs> all right, uh, Seiji, did you? Uh, what's your preferred input method for this game and for any first-person shooter? I, I'm really used to WSAD and mouse uh, right. from back from Doom days, and so I, there's there's no way I can I can see any other. Possibility no, but but you guys, both of you were playing with the magic mouse. Yeah, we played it together, um, and we used yeah this this magic yeah, mouse. This one. Wow, they should give you like a special achievement in, on Steam or something. I'm going to the real mouse instead. <laughs> Man, that is, I can see that being really difficult. So yeah, um, it, you you, I mean, you guys were mentioning uh, stuff about. Sorry if I'm taking over. Oh, no, uh, no, go ahead. You, but you mentioned some something really interesting about you know platforming, and and this is really it's not a, a first person shooter. I wouldn't categorize that as a, as a main genre. I will I will categorize it as a puzzle platformer, mm. and it's even more merit to to these guys because that is a really hard thing to do. Like even if you play like third person uh, platformers, let's say pre Mario sixty four, that you can see that it's a really complex problem. So it, and achieving what they did with Mario 64 onwards, where they really perfected that, it's it's really really hard. It requires a, a, a large amount of really good camera control. So it's it's not just the controls; it's the camera controls. Is is the design of the puzzles? Is the uh, needs to be really precise because you lose a lot when you go from 2D to 3D, which is what they sort of try to do. Um, so now doing it in the first person, first person shooter, you know, having platforming in that is kind of crazy. But when you have the the portals, that really helps. Um, but again, like if you play in a regular drop, you, like you, you see that there's even more merit to the portal team because play that game is is, is one of the hard, hardest things. Is that it's really disorienting still, and they did some some things that are really interesting. Uh, like like having having some point of reference, like the the portal gun in there. Is really important because in the other game you don't have anything, so you're, you're kind of like shooting with your hands, I think, or something like that. Something, and yeah. and the the portal gun is really what what uh, uh, helps you figure out your orientation uh, a lot. Because when you come out from a portal, sometimes you're like a uh, like upside down, and, and along with the, the the world moving, what what is constant is your portal gun, and that really helps you know having that point of reference. And, and yeah, it's 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 really really good. I'm on. Uh, along with how you get on board with the game, it really, really helps. That's a good point. 
I never thought about how important having that gun showing at the, at all times is. <laughs> That's a great point. Um, okay. Let's talk about the difficulty and the learning curve. Um, how did you guys find it? Did anybody have any trouble with it? Uh, was there anything, any particular things that you had to perform that you found difficult? Um, I know launching could sometimes be difficult for me and uh, P1. Just trying to line up where we're going to land is... We uh, that there was one room in particular that we kept doing something over and over again. Um, other than that, it seemed like it was pretty good though. But uh, what did you guys think of the learning curve, Luke? How did you find it? Um, well, I mean, it was it was fairly easy in my second playthrough, and I learned how to do the puzzles, you know, fairly quickly. When I was eleven, I told you that the it was like level eighteen or something. I could not get past it, and I like rage quitted. So many times. So, <laughs> which I, one is that? What happens? It's in that? like, it's like I think I remember. Like you have to press a button and then go out behind this panel, and then there's like oh, a lake nice. of you know death water or whatever. But, <laughs> death um, water, I like that. It was really hard for me back when I was like 11 and I couldn't beat it. But then my second playthrough, you know, this month, I beat it in like five minutes. So it felt kind of <laughs> nice. dumb, but uh, no, overall, just much it was, smarter now. <laughs> you know, it was fairly easy or, you know, semi easy and yeah. Right on. Okay, cool. Yeah. I like to hear that. How about you, Pam? What did you think of the difficulty? I thought it was fairly straightforward. I think they did a really great job of teaching you how to play. Uh, they sort of introduced a new kind of mechanic or a new thing to worry about one at a time. Uh, and I also really liked how in each of the levels when you start out and they've got that post, well, probably not a poster, but the thing on the wall that tells you exactly which things you're going to have to deal with in this level. So it also really helps if you get kind of stuck, you can think back to like, oh, it said I'm going to have to, you know, use portals to go further than I would normally do. So I think it did a really great job of teaching you how to play. And generally when I ran into trouble, it was just not seeing a place where I could put a portal like if it was way up in the air and I just sort of mix missed that the uh, wall texture would allow me to project there right on I forgot about those little pictures at the start those are very subtle but genius <laughs> which I think actually sums up the game quite well um, <laughs> good good point all right uh, Derek what do you think of the difficulty curve so I remember the first time I played through it, I got stuck for a long time in that room where those cylinders are going up and down. It's a big open room and you have to oh, go yeah, up that yeah. ladder, but the ladder is like falling apart. And I got stuck on that for quite a while and just walked around looking for where I'm supposed to go. Could not figure it out, rode the cylinders up, looked around, couldn't find it, tried all these other places to get through. <laughs> and I kept coming in back around to the big room, like, where am I supposed to go? <clears throat> and then it was up the ladder. I think I forget how I even found it. I may have Googled it at the time because I'm like, I do not know what to do. And I'm wasting so much time. So I eventually <laughs> I think I eventually looked it up and saw, oh, yeah, there's that door opening at the top. You just shoot a portal up there. Like, oh, my God. Just like Pam was saying, you don't see the spot that um, you need to go to next. I think what, by that point, I also forgot which way I came in because I'd got, been around that room so many times mm. that I forgot what area I came from as well. So that made it terrible the first time I played it. Um, but this time, of course, I did not have that same problem. Uh, but that one room where it's... Um, oh, I'm trying to remember what it was. The one where you had to like... <clears throat> 
there's multiple stages to it. You come in by hitting a switch and it, the panel slides out and goes up. You come in the room and then you need to solve that whole room in order to get back out with the cube, I thought. Right. Yes. Was, where there's a, a sliding panel across the middle of the room and you need to mm-hmm. do several things in that room to get out. Anyway, that room, I, I always find that I'm not sure which part I'm supposed to do first or um, I... Uh, Try to try thinking way outside the box. This time I had less problems, but it was still a little bit of a pain point considering how smooth most of the levels were for me. How how I felt that they were building on each other really well. Um, and then aside from that, I just wanted to say I loved any level where I was taking out turrets because I found that diff- there was so many ways to take out the turrets. Either you drop something on them with the portals, or you can also put a portal behind them. And come in behind them and then pick them up and drop yeah. them. Just yeah. so many fun ways to take out portal turrets. You could even uh, drop a turret on another turret as well. Mm-hmm. And then it they always cry and make noise and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> the crying, I forgot about that yeah. part. Yeah, I don't yeah, they, hate you. you. You pretty much tap those turrets; they fall over. They're done. Yeah. Like <laughs> any way you can get them to move, you're you're good to go. Uh, I did enjoy doing that. Um, actually, I do want to ask people about the combat as well. But before that, Seiji. Um, what did you think about the difficulty curve? Oh boy! So there's there's so much to say about that particular element of this game because Masterful. you see, uh, first person the first person um, perspective is the hardest. I think is the hardest of all in gaming. It's the is the one that has the highest barrier of entry, and you cannot just give that kind of game any first person shooter to. Uh, to a normie, because they're just not going to get it. It it requires a lot of effort, a lot of time to get used to. uh, Orientate yourself in in that kind of environment. You're using a lot of of things that are not really natural to do. Um, So you have that. You have that barrier of entry. Now, even for the experienced first-person shooter uh, gamer, explaining those set of mechanics, you know, shooting a portal, Shooting a blue portal, orange portal, that's easy enough because you're still in the realm of shooting. But then going through portals, the gaining of momentum, you know, all the design space that that creates, it's extremely hard, like uh, moving his around and, you know, thinking of that of that way of moving. Like I, I was watching you guys playing on your uh, Twitch live and I remember, yes. I think it was P1 saying to to P2, Hey, don't walk there. Just throw throw a portal right. over there. You know, things like that. Right. Um, it requires you to to contextualize yourself in a in a really strong way. That's why this game is the is structured the way it's structured, which is basically the first nineteen levels of the game, which is most of the game. I, I guess like ninety percent of the game is just the tutorial in in the traditional sense of it. It is a tutorial. It is what it is. Every single stage is teaching you some new way to interact with the world, and it is in that in that part after the uh, level nineteen where you get into the the backstage of the game. That is really that is what is untutorialized. That's when you get to use all the stuff that you learned previously. Huh, that's uh, a great point. It's really hard to do now. In in there are different paradigms in in game development about this, but I. I believe very strongly in this paradigm, which is, which is structuring your your level design or structuring your game, your level design, um, your 
uh, ramping up the mechanics and building in that way so that you learn as you are resolving actual problems. Um, but in other games, they will responsibilize yourself. They will responsibilize the player by giving them gi giving them either uh, either like a wall of text or just explanation or exposition, and that's how it is. You know, here are the controller, figure it out yourself. Like I don't, I, I think that is kind of a either a lazy way to do it or um, not as effective. But mm -hmm. you see. What I'm trying to say is that if you if you've gone through the process of explaining anything to someone else who doesn't know, there's a lot of of guiding them. You you need to do this because of that. You need. But imagine, you know, explaining those same concepts like I was saying, like pouring like a, a bowl of cereal and milk and the, putting the spoon and how to eat it. It's it's a really strange kind of food. It's it's really is unique in that sense. Hmm. Um, but imagine explaining that, but you're not there, right? And and you're huh. you you might do it with with notes. You might do it with how you position things. Maybe you put an arrow. When you start thinking about how to explain something when you are not there, that is really what we do as game developers. So how do you explain all this concept? That's why it was, uh, it's really interesting to see the, the developer mode because they explained very clearly what they were thinking and how they, they put things together. They put you in that confinement cell that you use your first portal and they give you, um, sorry, sorry about that. Uh, the companion cube with the switches and things like that. It, if you if you see the game as as a developer, and you start seeing all these all these things about uh, carefully positioning something, the, the very clear progression. Um, I don't I don't know if you guys remember the, the, the first few levels. They're either small or they have a lot of rooms. There's not a lot of open openness in them. Um, where the the last few levels are really large and they really let you imagine the possibilities in in that space. So the way they structured this game to me is like design 101. Like if if anyone yes, aspires to be like a game designer and they believe in this paradigm of of letting the player learn as they play, which is what I believe in, this game is perfect for. For that, and if you if you play with the developer uh, commentary, I mean they explain much much better than because I, I'm, I'm just uh, I wasn't there, but you know <laughs> those those details about uh, about develop development they something sometimes they get uh, they get lost uh, or not appreciated, but I, that's why I really wanted to call attention to that. So sorry. Yep. To, for the run. You're blowing my mind, though. I never thought. Don't be sorry. <laughs> you you could compare uh, making a bowl of cereal to uh, a puzzle platformer easily. <laughs> That's a great point. You're not there to explain it, so you have to figure out a way for the player to do it without either a a, a wall of text or if you want to do it creatively, figure out a way to do it creatively, which is what you appreciate. And I like that. You also mentioned a great point about how the first 19 levels are sort of like a, a tutorial. And you're right. The second I was out of that <laughs> tutorial environment. I'm trying to beat locks off of doors with a with a with a wrench. Remember that, Sean? <laughs> well, I, I remember. I immediately go back. I'm platforming. I'm platforming. I'm running around. I'm like, Sean's like, bitch, use portals. I'm like, oh yeah, right. I, I, <laughs> I second I got out of that sterile environment. You, I'm like, I gotta. I'm gonna. You break went this lock and off. found a wrench. You were, I you found were like, one. Yeah. And and I love they put a wrench in the game for you to find. <laughs> right, I'm the person <laughs> they thought of this. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. And I never realized until right now, like, this is when they were like, okay, 
here you go. <laughs> You're on your own now. Let's and see I what you've learned. Oh, yeah, I you've learned right nothing. <laughs> I, I have one final note because I, I guess I didn't answer the original question about the difficulty. Okay. Yeah. I, I don't think it's a, it's a hard game at all. I think it's, it's rather easy, but it doesn't feel easy, but not challenging, right? The challenge in Portal is, is going through the whole learning process. It's not hard like, I don't know, like Ninja Gaiden is hard. Like, right, right. Yeah, like a hard, traditionally hard game. It's, it's, a, it's a hard thing to explain, but they knew that their mechanics were really unique. So it really is, like the difficulty is not really there. It's not uh, a particular thing that you will call out in that game. It's really, you know, going through that learning process. That's what it is. And they did, they did it like masterfully. Yeah, I agree. A lot of great points. Um, now, let's jump into something Derek was mentioned. Actually, I'm going to go right back to Derek. Let's talk about combat, and let's talk about the last fight of the game as well. Um, what did you think about GLaDOS, the fight with GLaDOS? And you've already mentioned the turret part, but what did you think about the GLaDOS fight too, Derek? It was it was neat because now you're finally meeting this person you've been hearing the whole time, or you know, AI robot. Um, <clears throat> I really didn't love the, the, the way that the parts fell off and would go somewhere that was difficult to get to in that the one that was floating in the air i literally could not get to oh, i forget nice. how i ended up getting it. i actually had to reload my save file and try again and it was slightly in a different place and mm -hmm. i somehow was able to get it now i can't remember it i should just check my my stream recording but i can't remember i, I struggled with getting that for some reason i couldn't mm -hmm. grab it and when i watched your guys play through the next day it was no problem you guys just jumped to it towards it and pressed e or, or grabbed it whatever when you got near it and that worked right. fine for you when i did it the first time it did not work and i don't know if it's partly because this is a fairly old game now like it's almost 10 years old and i'm playing it yeah your mouse is the answer good idea <laughs> no it's magic for <clears throat> a reason you didn't use the mouse to grab it you had to use another button it's true <laughs> nice try um but <laughs> there was some problem but i reload my save and it worked fine um yeah. Good. But uh, sorry, I forgot what you were saying, what you were asking about. <laughs> about GLaDOS. You already mentioned about the turrets, but what did you think about using the rockets and all that kind of thing? Yeah, so the rockets was cool because with the laser that showed where it was going, you could actually aim it up, line it up. At first, I was like, how am I going to make this hitter? And they'd miss it. And I'm like, wait, what about that line that's going straight through? Yeah. <laughs> I didn't realize the line would like the laser would go through the portal, too, which is awesome. Yeah, super cool how they allowed you to do that. Yeah. A lot of that reminds me of another point. A lot of points in the game, you have to line up the spark that's shooting around, but it also shows like a black mark on the wall where that thing's yes, going to yeah. hit. And I on the opposite end, on the receiving end, it would show an orange dot, right? Right. An orange right. like glow, I guess, not a dot, but a glow. Um, Love that. With the um, rockets off the walls too, there were the walls in that room were intentionally designed to be like forty-five degree angles, so Makes that sense. there was only I think two walls that you could actually hit her using. Unless oh. your portal was also on a corresponding angle. So oh, interesting. If you used a flat wall, then you needed to use, a, I think, a flat wall to hit her, as far as I remember. Cool. There, was something, there was something weird about that. Uh, I remember from the last that. time I played. Um, yeah, so combat, uh, fighting the turrets. I found it frustrating a bit to get shot, because I just I don't like getting hit at all when I'm playing right. games, right? I don't want to risk my life. I don't want the screen to go red, whatever. Um, <laughs> but a lot of the times... Platform. 
Yeah. And a lot of times in, when you're getting the port of the turrets, you'd have to pop out. Now there's a bit of time before they lock on to get to shoot at you. So you have some time to shoot your portal in the ceiling. But if you just mess up a little bit, you, you might take a couple of shots. And at least it didn't instant kill you because that can be frustrating too to have to start over. Not from the That's beginning because this game does have some some good uh, respawn points. But um, I was actually going to ask if how you guys found deaths because I didn't find I died that much like maybe the first time you find out the water will kill you if you didn't look at the beginning of the level to see that the water is bad um I, I like i found i only died maybe i think like three times at the most in this game the whole playthrough i'm pretty sure i don't know anybody else had more or less I'm not even <laughs> sure actually we'll go right to to you p1 because sure. you did uh glados and you can talk about the turret fights too but do you remember dying throughout the game much i think we died a couple of times we fell in the water yeah, the water it I wasn't because was it wasn't that we didn't know that the water was was yeah. what was it called it Luke death water. Um, death water. Yeah. <laughs> um, we knew it would kill us. It's just we missed the jump because we're trying to platform in a first person view. Um, <laughs> that w- that was the only reason that the water kill us. And, and we may have gotten shot. There was one room that was like it was like a bunch of different cubby holes of the yeah. the little turrets, turrets right. that we may have died once or twice there as well. I remember doing that one. I think I might have died once or twice. Uh, but the Glados fight was great. Um, that any any time you're in a fight and there's a timer, because there's one giant clock on the wall and you can only see it if you're looking at it at a certain angle. Mm-hmm. So I would catch glimpses of it, and it's like I got three minutes, I got two minutes, yeah. I got you a minute and a half, and, I, and I'm it, like, man. and I'm counting the <laughs> balls on her, and I'm like, I'm not, I'm not gonna make it. And Mark Mark was like, No, you got it, you got it. And uh, I think there was 17 seconds left when uh, when right. we dropped the last uh, eyeball or whatever it was into the incinerator. But I really enjoyed that. I, it was hectic, but you had to use all of the things you had learned throughout. And that, like the game itself, is only as difficult as you make it on yourself. If you if you uh, embrace the the theory behind the portal gun and how the portals work, the game is extremely easy. Yeah. But as soon as you yeah. stop thinking, if you as soon as you start <laughs> thinking of it like every other game you've ever played, is when you have difficulty. When you're like, oh, how am I going to jump up there? Like, you're not going to jump up there. You're going to shoot a couple of portals. You're going to fall in a hole. Yeah. (laughs) I I noticed the way you guys did the... Sorry, even the way you guys did the... Putting the portals in... or Sorry, the balls into the incinerator was different than I did. Oh, really? It was neat when I was watching your your playthrough that I noticed you guys did it differently than I did. And I'm like, uh, yeah, it was interesting. Because you guys would like... uh, Set it on the ground, set up the portals... No, I can't. No, you shot. You shot the second <laughs> portal put, after you opened the door, right? Or you yeah. So I put I put there. one portal above the incinerator. I opened the door, then I shot a portal below wherever the ball was. And what I did was I carried the thing all the way to where you hit the button, set it down, shot a portal on the wall, shot the other portal uh, over top of the incinerator from from where you sh- hit the button. Okay. And then yeah. put it through and dropped it. You just yeah. dropped yeah. it yourself, like hand yeah. dropped it. Yeah. Right on. I did that too. Yeah. It's okay. cool. You can do. So many different things. That's the beauty of this game, right? It's- and sometimes you could be doing it a way that works, but maybe isn't the best way, and that's where it could be more difficult than it needs to be when True. you're not thinking about all your options. I'm yep. always looking for your, ways your way was to be. Easier, I think, in a way. Oh, buddy! Like I, I would use a portal gun to get to get stuff out of the fridge. If there's a way to make my <laughs> life easier, I'm doing it. So as soon as they told me, like you don't even have to walk places, I'm like all right, I'm in. <laughs> shoot a portal over there, Wally. point straight down, shoot one below my feet, and I'm there. <laughs> I'm not even looking for a wall that I have to walk into. I'm just going to shoot straight down. 
Another thing I, I wanted to mention about game mechanics that I think I, I missed and didn't write down for myself until now was your crosshair. Um, when you're right. looking at your course crosshair, you have a blue part at the top and an orange part at the bottom. When you have a portal on a wall, the, the, the section is filled in for that color. So right. the blue is filled in when the when there's a blue portal laid down somewhere, and the orange is filled in when there's an orange portal laid down somewhere. And so the last one that you the last one that you fired has a dot next to it, so you know which. The oh, last I, one you yes. Fired was. Okay, that makes sense. I wonder what the dot was for. I don't. I never even noticed any of that, and I think it wasn't until <laughs> I think it was you that pointed it out in chat, and I even after that I still didn't notice it. <laughs> but yeah. Um, okay, cool. Uh, well, first, actually, P one, you mentioned. Uh, I remember when we were killing the turrets, they would scream and shout. And uh, say funny things. Um, did you want to make a note of that? <laughs> yeah, just I was going to save it for sound, but that was my favorite part of the game Good was point. the turrets. We should. Um, I just I liked the way they talked. I liked that you could put a portal above one and then put a portal below it and watch it fall in a circle and then just <laughs> remove the portal that was below and it would just fall on its side and turn <laughs> off. Yeah. Oh, yeah. cool. But, uh, okay, uh, Luke, how about you? What did you think about fighting the turrets and fighting GLaDOS? I thought it was very cool and very unique because, you know, a lot of puzzle games don't really have combat True. to say, you know, but um, I think that they implemented it very well. I really liked, you know, putting a portal behind a robot and putting a portal on a wall. I would go in and just drag it out and throw it on the floor <laughs> and it would just like, you know, scream and shoot everywhere and everything. <laughs> and I thought that, that was very, very uh, cool. And it's, it, it's not like any other game, you know, how you fight the robots. Like, you, and GLaDOS, too. Like, he would, you know, make the missiles go towards her. And that's, like, never been done before. It wasn't like a traditional boss battle, or you know? It was, sure. like, it was, like, unique, which I liked. Yeah, even the combat was a puzzle. Yeah, it was awesome. <laughs> yeah, agree. exactly. Also, Derek, you mentioned about... Um, how you're happy it wasn't instant kills. I thought it was going to be instant kills. So when it wasn't, I was also happy. <laughs> Although I would have understood if it was. Um, Never. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Pam, how about you? What did you think of the combat? What did you think of GLaDOS? I liked the GLaDOS fight. I liked that after sort of teaching you how to do all these things, it introduces a time element because in most of the levels you had your... Uh, as much time as you wanted in order to complete them, whereas with GLaDOS, there was that sort of clock ticking down and mm. I think poison filling the room. Uh, nice, I, there, yes. there was one point where the thing that I needed to get went up above her, and I was like, hmm, how do I get that? And that was just another example of the way I got stuck in this game, which is like, look up, shoot a portal. Uh, but generally, I thought <laughs> I thought the GLaDOS fight was good. Uh, I liked how, as you sort of got pieces off of her, they had their own little personalities. Some of them were, like, confused, like, hey, what are you doing? And then there was, like, the really angry demonic one at the end. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> uh, and then I really liked the, the turrets as well. They were one of my favorite parts of the game, too. Nice. Oh, yeah, I forgot. Oh, I, I completely forgot about the different personality cores. Like, ah, it was beautiful how they did that. Loved it, loved it. Um, okay, cool. How about Seiji? What did you think of the combat and the GLaDOS fight? Oh, it's great. It's great because um, when you have when you have a game, you, what, what you really want to do when you're designing something is that your mechanics are really dynamic. So that means that with a very limited set of mechanics, you can do a lot of stuff. So... The combat is just another possibility 
in with, with that, that you can do with the game because really they didn't introduce anything or not a lot of new things or uh, like uh, core things to the game. But you realize, oh man, you can also have this and nice. it creates such a rich, rich experience. So one of, the, one of the reasons this game feels a little bit short is that it leaves you uh, wanting more, right? Because you, you realize how much more stuff you can do and, and, um, the good thing is that Portal Two is there, and they explore that, and they go crazy with with, with the content. But I can't wait it, it, it's just so it's just so beautiful that you get into that part where you're like you're thinking about escaping, and you're thinking about you know, you know finding ways to get from here to there, and then all of a sudden you're thinking about the, your objective is different, but the way you're doing things and, and you're interacting with the world is the same as you you've been doing for the last. Uh, for the last hour or two, uh, doing all the other stuff that is not related to combat. I don't know. To me, it was a, a very beautiful realization, and just you know, the sherry on 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 top of, of a fantastic experience. Well said. Well said. Um, there was something else that I just realized we forgot to mention in the character section, and that is the companion cube, which is sort of your uh, your only friend and the only other. Uh, protagonist in the game i guess you could say which is literally just a cube with an <laughs> yeah inanimate cube with a heart on it and you use don't it to... you dare say it's literally just a cube that's your friend <laughs> you're right you're right do you remember how you said goodbye to your friend <laughs> oh my gosh i forgot when you had to burn the cube at one point it's like oh my heart so sad <laughs> so sad but you did it that's right you had to you're like a monster <laughs> Yeah, the only way to win is not to play, I guess, in that case. Uh, poor campaign. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> um, but yeah, okay, I just wanted to throw that cube in there before we moved on, because I think that's it for the gameplay mechanics. We can get into the sound portion of the game. Was there any other gameplay mechanics anybody wanted to mention before we moved on? Anything we missed? Um, actually, when you brought up that companion cube, that sort of brings yeah. up something about player choice. Uh okay especially later on in the game, you are specifically disobeying what GLaDOS tells you to do. Uh, and that's sort of how the game has to go or else like you go in the fire and you die. Uh, <laughs> but I liked that it sort of set it up first with the companion cube. And, you know, the first time you don't want to burn the cube because it's your friend. It's all you have. But and you're going through trying to figure out how can I get out of this level? But ultimately, you have to burn the cube. You have to do what GLaDOS says. And then as the game goes on, you sort of are able to rebel a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. It's, a, it's so funny. It is literally just a box. But yeah. you don't want to burn it. <laughs> they find a way to make you... To really it has care a heart about it. on the side. It's a box <laughs> with heart. Yeah. <laughs> Did you guys get to the part where it's like it's behind like a panel and you're not supposed to to go in there? But if you throw a a portal in it, you'll yeah. find that there's this like little room where someone like probably yeah. a, a previous test subject was like living there, and <laughs> he was he had like pictures of the cube and yeah yeah. yeah. <laughs> so you know all it and Gladys is is saying like previous step test subjects developed this um, affection towards inanimate objects and stuff like that. I just found it <laughs> really it's funny. Brilliant, yeah. brilliant. Yeah, I loved it. I love finding those sections. You, knowing that other people are obsessed with that cube made me feel obsessed with the cube. 
Yeah, Man, they got they got in my head. <laughs> but it, yeah, it, this is this is outside of of, uh, of what the game tells you. But maybe that that previous test subject got to the part where they, he had to like burn the queue and he couldn't, so he just lived his life in that test chamber in there. Maybe you know he couldn't couldn't get past that. that- that was your only other option. You're either going to live like yeah. this crazy hermit or you're going to burn the cube. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Sadly so. Okay, let's get into the sound. What did you guys think of the soundtrack, first of all? And uh, we can talk a bit about the voice acting, too, and as well as any other sound effects or anything you wanted to mention. Um, let's start with you, P1. Start us off. Uh, anything that stood out to you? The the credits end song. Um, yeah. I knew going in that I loved that song <laughs> from the CC100 list because it's the one mm-hmm. I, I used when, uh, when putting together the Portal video for, for Sagey's mm-hmm. uh, voiceover. That end song is. I played it today for Colleen, and she was like, "I was like, isn't this amazing?" She was like, "There is something wrong with you." <laughs> um, but it's fantastic, and and as far as voice acting goes, that voice actor for Glados, Glados, is incredible. Like, yeah, the fact like the voice actor is so on point, and there's like in the in the end fight when she's like, "Oh, well, that fell off me. Can you?" Can you put that back, please? Can you pass that to me? And then it's like, hey, leave that oh, alone. Yeah. Like, hey, don't do that. And then you destroy one of them. She's like, I didn't need that anyway. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. It's just so good. And and the 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 turrets, when you pick them up, they scream. They're like, you know, put me down, put me down, stop. Um, it's incredible because I mean, most of the game I played with you, so there's a lot of us talking back and forth, so I missed a lot of the 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 sound of the game. But I heard, I like it a lot. <laughs> great point about that voice actor her name is ellen mclean and she does the jaeger ai for the first pacific I rim knew it as well as the second one so really? i'm already in love with her and then i play this game so she's awesome yeah, all right I, uh, go ahead luke let's start with you or next to i you, um i really like the voice actor i actually have her autograph so she was what? at a yeah she was at a convention <laughs> one time and my parents went was like a video game convention, and they got her autograph for me because they know I love Portal. What did she sign? Um, she said, "There will be cake." Oh no, no, sorry. What did she sign? What did she sign on? Although that's oh, a it was quote. A, a photo. <laughs> oh no way! Um, that's awesome. Yeah, but and I think she also did the announcer voice for TF2. I'm pretty sure she did. And, oh, yes, she and did. She, her <laughs> husband is the sniper in TF2 also. So oh, cool. they're both Didn't voice actors. But yeah, she's a. Uh, really good in that game and i also really like the the turrets voices how they're like really high pitched and then yeah. i love it when when you kill them they like forgive you they're like i don't yeah. hate you like, <laughs> thanks that makes me feel yeah. good but i had what's to funny you. is that's also her she also did the turrets voices she oh really just, oh, yeah nice. just she mixed it up a bit yeah crazy right yeah yeah she's really good um any sound other than the end credit was there any other soundtrack or sounds that stood out to you luke um, not really. I mean, during the game, it was just, you know, kind of atmospheric music. There wasn't really yeah. any extremely good music that I thought was really good. But it was, yeah. you know, but the ending song was pretty great. Yeah. Oh, still alive. <laughs> was it Pam? 
Wait, does you on the forums who mentioned that the radios in the game are yeah. playing the song as well? <clears throat> yeah, it's like a samba version of Still Alive. Oh, it's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cool. I didn't realize that. it the first time I played through it, and then the second time, since I obviously knew the song from the end, I was like, hey, that's the same song. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> I didn't even notice that. All right, Pam, what did you think about the, the sound of the game? Uh, I thought it was great. Um, the voice actress did a fantastic job with GLaDOS as well as with the turrets. I think the turrets are my favorite when they say, where did you go? There you are. That's like my oh, favorite. That's, right. <laughs> that's my favorite part of the whole <laughs> game in, ter- in terms of sound. Uh, I thought, yeah, it was good. All of the sound effects were great. And, uh, I I actually listened to a little bit of just the uh, OST just because it doesn't really stand out when you're playing the game, but listening to it back where I can like really focus on it, it it fits the it fits the mood of the game really well. Maybe that's what I should do because nothing comes to mind, but I bet if I go back and listen to it, I'll appreciate it more for sure. Um, also, uh, more on this voice actress, I, I was just looking into her. Apparently, GLaDOS and the turrets are in LEGO Dimensions. I did not know that. Yeah, I know um, you can buy them. For yeah, that. there's yep. there's a, a character pack or something with Portal. Oh, so cool, so cool. Yeah, it um, is. Just shows how big this game is. All right, uh, Seiji, what did you think about the overall the sound of the game? I like it. I like it a lot. Uh, not only the sound, uh, but the, the sound design. Uh, it's really good. Uh, they, they really know how to call for attention with sound, uh, what I mentioned about the uh, the song being played in this radio thingy, which is the, that, that radio is present in the, in the confinement cell, and then you, you find it in other parts of the world. And I, in, sometimes if you go away, you, you, it fades out, and then if you, you, if you get close to a part where you're supposed to do something initially, or that's the start of a, of a setup in the puzzle, um, they, that's, that's how they call for attention. Um, the part where... There's a, there's a really cool track where they're about to burn you in level, in level 19. It, it's a really high pace. It, it really stresses you out. So because you're, you're used to this really almost unnoticeable atmospheric music, when that plays, you feel stress all of a sudden. It, it, yeah. To me, it was really incredible how you, most of the time, you know, you feel really calm. There's not really anything at stake if you die. What you guys were saying about dying, I die all the time in, in this game because <laughs> there, there was really nothing at stake at, uh, uh, sure. because of dying. So I just, I was really experimental with, with a lot of stuff. So I was dying like constantly. <laughs> like if you, if you save, then you can try different stuff. Because one way I was thinking about the game is like, well, I guess they want me to do that, but I'm going to try to do it this way to see if I can do it and I'll die. Um, I'll do a like bad jump or or land in water or get hit by one of the energy balls and stuff like that. Um, so when when you're about to do that transition from the tutorial of the game to the actual escape, um, they play that track and it really changes the the way you feel about the game and the way you interact. And also the art style goes from this like white laboratory kind of kind of a world to this rusty industrial way. And the transition from that to to the other part is music. You know, that's what carries huh. you a lot. It, it was, Great point. It's the, the emotional link between those two things. So when whenever a game doesn't have a lot of sound or a lot of music, uh, when if they know really how to use it, 
the, it will magnify everything. So I, I thought it was really, really great. The the song in the end is it's a classic. I I love it. And also I want to I want to point out I don't know if he, if there's a section for this I don't remember, but the writing and the humor of this game is fantastic. It, yeah. And it is again it's delivered through sound mostly. And it's great. Yeah. It's a great point. I, there were so many funny moments. Oh. Um, and and you said you were doing a lot of experimenting. Is it possible to stand halfway through a portal and shoot another portal and then like the wall comes down over you? No. Okay. No, you cannot shoot a portal <laughs> through a portal. <laughs> but if you're standing in a portal and you turn around so your gun's out of the portal and you shoot anyway. I don't, I don't know what I'm talking about. No, <laughs> no. <laughs> Nothing like that. Okay. <laughs> because when me and P1 played, we just sort of went through the game hard. Like we didn't take the time really to experiment like you were saying. Um, we just knew our objectives and we we did them. I'm just wondering what other cool things we could have figured out. Okay, um, I guess that's it for sound. Except Let's me. Get, uh, oh, sorry, Derek. Did I skip you, Derek? That's fine. No, we go ahead, buddy. Derek has to say. Um, yeah. <laughs> Thank you very much. You looking at credits just got me looking at credits, and I realized Jonathan Colton wrote the song "Still Alive," and I realized like he's a he's a a guy who does a song called um, "Your Brains" that's really funny. Um, and I didn't realize he did the song. Uh, he, he wrote it and performs the guitar. That's pretty cool. Oh, that is cool. Uh, digging credits made me see that. So that's your fault. And <laughs> uh, I also noticed that the voice of Gladys, she also did the voice of two of the the, the parts that fall off her, the, the balls that fall off her, uh, not the angry one. Someone else did that. Oh, uh, did but yeah, angry? I love the love. Yeah, some other guy who's in a crank movie and some other stuff. Oh. Um, yeah, I mean... Awesome sound. I I didn't pay attention. To, I, there was no other music during the game, right? I'm not crazy. Was there music in the levels? Yeah, but it wasn't very noticeable. It was okay. just like some kind of you know Ambient. background music. Okay. Yeah. I may have also turned it off because I was streaming too, and you don't want to get copyright hits too. So maybe I did that. Um, I also noticed the soundtrack does not have the Samba version of Still Alive, which is disappointing. <laughs> it's pretty short and just repeats, but still, it would be neat to have a little bit of that because that's pretty cool. Um, yeah, I love the sound of the turrets. As I said before, the turrets are fun. Yeah. Glass is awesome. And uh, yeah, I can't think of anything else. It, uh, Shell never makes a sound at all, though, right? She is in the credits, though, which I noticed was weird. As a voice actress? Yeah, the voice actress is there. I don't know what she actually does, though. Well, they modeled a, her uh, after a real person. I don't know. Yeah, it could be the actual... Cause I'm looking at IMDb, which isn't voice specific, so you're right. right. It could be the, the physical... Yeah, I know yeah. that they did model her after a voice actress. So okay. It might have been that. She may have yeah. made sounds when you fall and hit the ground or yeah. when you get killed or something. I don't remember any sounds from her for that, though, but... And I do want to mention, um, I, I noticed that whenever you went into those little creepy parts behind the, the place where the, there was like blood writing and all that, um, I noticed that as soon as you went in there, this kind of creepy music started to play. And I thought that was really cool how it started to play the music according to where you were. I noticed the walls were different in that area too. That, that's kind of neat. To yeah. Just you immediately know you're no longer in this sanitary place, like Sagey said, and now you're outside of that and behind the scenes where you're not supposed to be. Kind of cool. Yeah, love it, love it. 
Also, the, the sound of the even the portal gun itself, the sound it makes when you shoot a portal, also rewarding. Like everything is very crisp. I, I and the sound like the when sound. you can't shoot a portal. Oh, <laughs> it actually feels bad. <laughs> they make you feel things, no doubt. Okay. Now that I've covered that up and fixed up missing Derek, let's get into the graphics. Uh, you know what? We're going to start with Derek this time. I don't want to forget him. Derek, <laughs> <laughs> what did you think of the graphics? Well, I mean, do you have any favorite stages or anything like that? What did you think of the level design? You know, Yeah, the favorite that. stage is really the one where you're taking out all the portals in that room with the cubby holes. Yeah, uh, the turrets. Yeah. Now. I did have it open, but uh, yeah, all the turrets. And... Uh, then the one I didn't I didn't love was the I think it's eighteen part two pretty sure is the one that I always struggled with, um, but yeah, that's that's it for favorites and then design I mean graphics of the game itself it's it's dated now but it doesn't look bad um, no. it's you know it's it's Source Engine it's Half Life Two Engine so it's it holds up um, I did have issues actually with the game hanging. So I remember playing it back in back in 2008 or whatever it was I played it. And whenever you did the level transition in the elevator, the game would just hang and it took seemed to take forever to load levels, even yeah. small ones. Um, and that seems like it's an oversight. Maybe there's some kind of optimization they could be doing there because, I mean, I'm not running off an SSD, but still it shouldn't take that long to load such small levels. Um, and uh, this time I actually had uh, one crash and several random hangs in the game so that's not really graphics but more about performance but uh again it's it's an old game it probably hasn't had many patches recently or even been tested on newer graphics cards right so that's a great point i never thought of that yeah we, uh we never had any troubles um I, I do have it on console i can't remember if i have ps3 or, P, or uh xbox 360 but i wasn't going to play that version <laughs> right on yeah <laughs> i can understand i'm very curious to play with a controller because like I said, we've only had this one experience, but yeah. Um, okay, cool. How about there's also extra bonus levels at the end? And I don't know if anybody played that. What? Yeah, I forget how to get them. They're in yeah, the main I... menu. You go back to the menu after you beat it. That's what it is, Seiji? Yeah. Okay. What? Yeah, so there's more levels. You you had mentioned you wanted to get more portal in you. <laughs> I do. So, so there's more I levels you can play with like extra stuff. And I noticed my achievements, I did get them, even though I don't remember doing them. How many are we talking? How many extra? Now you're gonna quiz me. I'm gonna yeah, you, and find out right now. You look that up. I'm gonna I'm gonna jump to Luke. Luke, what How did you think of the graphics? How dare you expect him to come prepared to this show about Portal with information about Portal? <laughs> um, it's uh, six didn't. bonus, six bonus levels. Six. Okay. six. Okay, thank, thank you. you. Wow, six. That's awesome. That's a that's a pretty big chunk. Wow. Okay. Um. Luke, what did you think about how the game looked? Anything? Anything that stood out? What were your favorite level designs? Maybe. I thought that it it was um, good graphics, especially for 2007 or whenever it came out. Um, and a, a lot of the entities and sounds and everything were taken from Half-Life. So, you know, it was um, good graphics, I thought. My favorite level, I would say, was probably... I really liked that level where you had to use the missile launcher to, like, break the glass. And then you had to use it to break the tube to get the cube so you could go into the vent area. Oh, I really yeah. like that area or level. So yeah, good call. I forgot all about that. Um, how about uh, we'll go with Pam? Pam, what did you think about the overall graphic design? I thought the graphics were good. Um, I liked that there weren't any, other than the occasional glimpses of Chell, there weren't any people 
which would definitely date the game more than it is with just focusing on portals and turrets and things. Mm. Uh, yeah, it looked great. As far as favorite levels go, I really liked any level that allowed you to use the portals to launch yourself, whether further or up in the air. Uh, I believe it was level 18 where you had to jump from a height into a portal and then you'd come out on the ground somewhere else, launch into the air, have to redo your portals again and sort of climb up that way. I thought that was a lot of fun. Uh, And then if I can just talk about performance for a second, I also found the load times were very long on Xbox 360. Uh, Maybe it's just, you know, because of when it came out and what I'm used to now, but it did feel like the long times were longer than what was actually being loaded. (laughs) Yeah, Um, gotcha. (laughs) And then one little teeny tiny criticism which is basically the only one I have of the game is that when you die which I generally did in the water and I did a fair bit uh, it doesn't reload right away so the very first time I died this time I would just sat in the water and it just sort of sat there and I was like oh, wow yeah. this is really long <laughs> loading time and then I realized <laughs> I have too. to actually I have to actually press a button to get it to reload right. which is a strange decision it's a good decision for like first-person shooters where you could reload and immediately die again but that's not that's wouldn't be the case anywhere in this game that i can think of Mm, that's a great point actually i did happen to us too yeah uh, that'll probably be part of the engine right the source (laughs) yeah (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) i actually like that part because it it will give me some uh, time to look around so what happened now because sometimes i will die because i I was disoriented for me it was more about okay so i drop from there and then i'll click but i I, maybe i'm I'm used to it from half-life or something it was just Perhaps. making, yeah, it was making, it wasn't obvious to me if they just had, you know, click to respawn or something like that. Mm. Right. Yeah, I feel they like that just... would have solved the problem, but still yeah. keep that that yeah. time for you to pause and think about what you did wrong and start again. It's true. Because yeah. we, we, we have a moment, oh, gangland. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> but uh, no, we had a moment like that too, where we were sitting there waiting. Why aren't we reloading? What's taking so long? Same thing. Um... Okay, I will go to P1 next. P1, what'd you think of the graphics, dude? I love it. Uh, looks good. I like the sterile atmosphere. Uh, I like that it's empty. You feel abandoned. You can tell. Uh, they just tell a lot of story through the through the graphics itself, and the turrets are probably the most adorable enemy I've ever had the, the opportunity to kill. Mm-hmm. Agreed. What you think of the What did you think of the turret design? You like how they looked? Yeah, I did. Um, cause they, I I I don't know if it's from childhood or what. Um, I'm going to try and get through this because Shadow's currently trying to eat Cooper's back left foot. Um, <laughs> you yeah. have to hold off till the sirens are gone. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I don't know if it's from childhood or what, but I always get this image that, you know, futuristic things are supposed to be white and gleaming and, you know, uh, smooth. And that's exactly how they look. They look exactly that, <laughs> that way. You know, that, I think it's also why I like Mac so much. That's Apple brainwashing you. Yeah. yeah where well, did I that mean, come from? <laughs> Uh, I assume uh, just perfection or somebody much more intelligent uh, than anybody uh, who works at Microsoft. <laughs> no, because I felt that same way. When I think of future, I think of white, clean, sterile. I wonder where that came from in our brains. It's fascinating. Because if you go back and look at movies when we were from our childhood of the future, it's like Terminator, where the future is Dirty, skulls and yeah. robots. Uh, Gritty, Escape yeah. from New York, which is, new, you know, Manhattan's a prison island. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> So I don't I don't know where it came from. But that's just that's the image I get of the future is that um, 
we've evolved Me beyond too. garbage. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much it. Um, okay, Seiji, what do you think of the graphics? Well, they also tell a story. Uh, as you said, it, you, you start and it feels like a laboratory. It feels pristine. It feels even futuristic. But as you progress through the game, you start seeing that there are marks of, of the passing of time. Things are broken. Things get rusty. And then you, you, all of a sudden, you, you don't feel like you're in the future anymore. You feel like, oh, maybe the, something happened. This is more uh, dystopic instead of utopic. Um, I like that they made a game that it's really geometric or very cold. Like, uh, like Pam said, uh, the, the fact that there's not a lot of people in there really makes it uh, hold up much better than games from that era. Uh, but I haven't played this game in like eight years or something. So when I did see myself, and but by that I mean the the character, I was like, "Ew, that that looks terrible, right?" That that is the only thing that it really does didn't hold up. So again, a good decision for for not having uh, actual humans in there. Uh, other than that, I think it's a game that will remain playable for a while. Uh, I, just, I see no issue because other games, as they get old, you, they make them a little bit unplayable or unapproachable to new players. But this is a game that I think is going to hold up because of the art style. I agree. I Like I, I mentioned Talos Principle earlier, mm-hmm. I constantly compare this game to it. It doesn't look... That came out recently. It's on PS4. It does not look much different than this. I think this game holds up extremely well. So, Kudos to it. Okay, with that said, I believe we just covered Portal. Before we get into our three-word reviews, was there anything else anybody wanted to cover that we didn't mention? This was a triumph. I'm making a note here, huge success. It's hard to overstate my satisfaction. Aperture science. We do what we must because we can. For the good of all of us, except the ones who are dead. All right, let's do it then. That is Portal. I hope if you haven't played it yet, I hope this encourages you to try it out. Um, But with that said, let's get into our lasting impressions. I still feel this game holds up. This was my first time through. I would easily recommend this to anybody who's into anything close to first-person puzzle shooters, or sorry, first-person puzzle adventure games. Uh, that's me. How about you guys? Luke, what is your overall thoughts? I think it's a great game, and it still holds up now. And I think it'll hold up for many more years, and I love it. It's very fun, very mentally, it, you know, makes you think a lot, and it's very good. Yeah, well said. Well said. Can I can I ask something to to look? Go ahead. Because, uh, it's not often that we get to to have a, a, a such a thoughtful young person in, at hand. Yeah, good call. But uh, <laughs> like you you say you recommend this game, but I mean you you look uh, very young. But what do you think your your friends or or, or people of your age would think of? of this game being that games look so different and play so different nowadays? Um, well, my friends all actually, I learned about Portal from my friends. Oh, wow. And so I have a couple friends who play it and still like it. 
And yeah, I think that for our generation, like the kids of nowadays, it's still a very good game. And yeah. I think that says a lot. Thank you. you know, about Portal. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, that's awesome. I never really thought about it that we have Luke on this show. It's a game from 2008. Like he said, it came out when he was three. <laughs> Still holds up. That's awesome. Um, all right, Sagey, how about you? What, what were your lasting impressions? Would you still recommend this to people nowadays? No damage. Oh, man. <laughs> no damage, right. <laughs> I love Full this game. This, this game is in my top 10 um, of, of all time. Uh, as I, I, I think I've said enough about this game or how why I, I admire it. it. It lines up really well with what I think, both as a gamer and as a developer. So I just love it. I know that this that a lot of people will prefer Portal 2 and very very uh, rightfully so. Uh, but this is just such a tight, perfect package um, that anyone could play. Uh, there are things that maybe is not for everyone. But I think any everyone can can and should play it at some point, I, or, or every gamer, because it's so unique. And there's really nothing else aside from Portal 2 that I can think of that really provides this this experience. Uh, P2, you mentioned Tao's principle. To, that I mean, if it reminds you, it reminds you of of Portal. I really want to play it. But oh, you uh, should, you should. It's definitely sagey, sagey good. Yeah, but to me, like this is so unique. I mean, from the sound design, from the humor, from the even the, uh, somebody mentioned uh, the way the the portal and sounds. Like you close your eyes and you can see the game, you can feel it in it, and that sense of identity in a game uh, when it is so strong and so unique. I mean, it really tells you that you have something really, really special. So yeah, you know what? Hundred percent recommend. Ah. <sighs> As a recommendation system, I would not be able to recommend. Talos Principle is a lot more challenging. Um, it's the same concept. You're, it's first-person puzzles, and you're solving puzzles, and it's very mysterious, but it ramps up in difficulty. Uh, so in terms of recommendation, I couldn't recommend it as much as I recommend Portal. I would recommend mm. Portal over Talos Principle, so I should be clear with that. That's a good point. Okay, uh, Pam, how about you? What were your overall thoughts? Would you still recommend this to people nowadays? Yeah, I'd still recommend it for sure. I really enjoyed playing through it again. I love that it's only, you know, two and a half or three hours long. I think that's a great length for it. It doesn't overstay its welcome. And I think people should just play it because it's had a lot of influence on games, I think. Uh, I think a lot of puzzle platformers owe a lot to Portal, uh, like the Talos Principle principle like you mentioned uh the swapper which isn't first person but is similar in a lot of ways and is one of my favorite games of the last few years i just played one called cube which is very similar to portal and even things like the stanley parable i think definitely owe a lot to it so well sorry <laughs> this is an anti-chamber as well Pam. yeah anti-chamber i'm gonna i'm adding all these so you guys keep talking. I, I want to see Eric and Seiji play Antichamber, but that's another topic. <laughs> oh, man. I, I just added Cube, Swapper, and Antichamber. All right. <laughs> Pam was giving away Swapper in the forum, right? That oh. was one you were giving away? Yeah, I think there's still one. I don't think anyone's claimed it yet. I was going I to. Will, I just want to take it if I, I was going to get a chance to play it. I'll take it. What, what, what's, the, what's it for? Like for Steam? Yeah. Yep. Goodness. Okay. Tori, back to uh, last <laughs> impressions. So, um, okay, so Pam pretty much sums up. Derek, how about you? 
your lasting impressions overall I love thoughts? It. I love the game. I'm I'll probably got to play it again in another 10 years. I it's left huge impression on me. Um, I cannot believe that I forgot it on my CC 100. I just checked after CC oh said it was top goodness. 10. I'm like, really? How did I not have it in there? I had like every other Valve game up in there, but um, oh. yeah, awesome game. <laughs> it's great. I don't know what else to say. I definitely would recommend people play it. It being a short game, I feel like it makes it easier to recommend. Um, yeah. Being so accessible and on lots of consoles and, and platforms makes it easy to recommend as well. I mean, if you pick it up on a Steam sale, I bet you can get it dirt cheap. Yeah, we got it for 99 cents. So Yeah, exactly. <laughs> dirt cheap. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, cool. Just How about... Buy five uh, copies and give it away next time. <laughs> yeah, that's not a bad idea. Um, all right, P1, your, your lasting thoughts, overall impressions. Uh, this is a triumph. This game is fantastic. Uh, like Pam said, two hours, two and a half hours, three hours. That's great length. Um, it's a... Re- this game shows you why every game doesn't have to be an 80-hour open-world epic adventure. Portal is fantastic. If you haven't played it, you need to rectify that. It's uh, it's one of the few first-person games that I, I love, and I will play it again. Well said. Well summed up. All right, guys. That's us. Let's uh, hear from the club. We're also going to do a three-word review from all of us, but first we will hear from our club. See what everybody else was thinking this month. P1, do you have those up? So every month we do a three-word review uh, on Twitter or the forums, although I never check the forums, so don't send it there. Just go to Twitter uh, and use the hashtag uh, CC3WR and give us a three-word review of the game that we've been playing that month, and we will read it on the air. So first up, from It's Rocket Sauce, great summer game. Ooh. From Jeffrey Hilliard, at Self Destructo, must play game. Mm. From Vintage Video Game Geek, at Vintage VG Geek, Keyboard and mouse. From Retro Rewind, from Retro Rewinder, physics are fun. From Mrs. Q Dog, don't overthink it. Is overthink one word? Yep. Mm, I don't know, man. She might be stretching. It that. is for her. It is for her. Move on. <laughs> All right. <laughs> uh, from Mighty Q Dog, keep on trying. Nice. From Musty Hobbit, worth every minute. From RPG Tour Guide or at Ryan Phoenix, puzzles done right. Ooh, Skip Derek because he will tell us his own. From Josh Leslie or at Frantic Society, smart, charming, unique. I'll skip Derek's second one because he's <laughs> still on the show. Uh, from Dubious Gaming, <laughs> this is uh, actually not a three-word review. It's a longer than that, but I'm going to read it anyway because it's fantastic. One portal, two portal, red portal, blue portal. Although the red oh, one's cool. orange. Uh, hey, and from VG bet- <laughs> <laughs> Collectaholic, holy holes, Batman. <laughs> yeah, sums it up. And then we will continue. So that was just replies to your tweet oh. from the middle of the month. And then we have from today. Raygun at Raygun2K, clever puzzle satire. Mm, well said. And Dean Lasagna at Round Two Gaming, piece of cake. Oh, I get one. <laughs> uh, uh, Lumps the clown. Reality means nothing. I'm not sure if he's talking about Portal or life. <laughs> From Marmol, five game suicide. Adorable turret deaths. I concur. Mm. 
And the latest one, as of seven minutes ago, from Kyle underscore 325 underscore delicious and moist. Mm, the cake, I'm assuming. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Gameplay. I hope so. Gameplay. So that is what the community thought of Portal. Now we're going to ask our panel. So each of you have prepared a three-word review. And uh, we'll start with Derek because I know for a fact you have one. <laughs> yeah, well, I didn't have two. One of them was actually you guys asking for an Overwatch one when you did your Overwatch video uh, uh, podcast episode. Uh, so that's your fault. And you liked it. Oh, uh, bam. <laughs> I, uh, I like everything so that I can know when to stop scrolling back to notifications from people that I don't follow. <laughs> Uh, I feel less special. Uh, my my three word review was still so good, referring to you know it's ten year old game and it was awesome. Well said, excellent. And Luke, your three word review of Portal. Uh, my my dad made this one because I couldn't think of one in time, but it's Portals Puzzles Perfect. Right on, oh, nice triple P. <laughs> and Pam. Better than cake. Ooh. Oh, that, that says a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I do like cake. Seiji, your three-word review of Portal. I didn't prepare one, but I had to say something. I'll say unique and hilarious. Yeah, excellent. <laughs> and before I give my own mark, what is your three-word review for Portal? Anticipating the sequel. Wow. Nice. And lastly, for Portal, I'm going to say amazing fun time. Hmm. That is the show. If you are listening, I want to thank you for coming along and joining us on this discussion of Portal. Uh, also, I would love to thank our panel for being here. Uh, they were fantastic. They brought a lot of insight, a lot of stuff we didn't know. And uh, I think I appreciate the game a little more now than when we started. So thank all of you for being here. I will do uh, one last opportunity to plug yourselves. So, Luke. Would you like to give a shout-out to Retro Nonsense? Sure. Go to YouTube and subscribe to Retro Nonsense. It's awesome. Well <laughs> it is awesome. And Seiji? Yeah, bonus barrel. Find us in SoundCloud, Google Play, iTunes. Yeah, come for more, more of these kind of rants, if you like them. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> they are good. Uh, with a spattering of Rob in there. and uh, <laughs> even, even with Rob, it's still good. <laughs> Pam. You can find Media Mavens anywhere you listen to podcasts, and you can find me on YouTube. Uh, the channel is called Cannot Be Tamed. Right. And Derek? I'll pass. It's fine. <laughs> uh, and that's the show, folks. <laughs> you can find Derek uh, on Twitter at Deej, D-E-G-E-13 or you can find him on YouTube at Two Dorks or Dollar Dorks uh, where you listen to podcasts anybody who needs to listen is already listening <laughs> uh Thank you, everybody, for listening. Uh, if you are a member, if you're, if you're listening to this on iTunes, Stitcher, or Google Play, please head over to www.cartridgeclub.org where you can find other great podcasts, videos, and blogs from our community, including all of the ones that were mentioned just now. Um, I'm player okay, one. Right. I'm player two. <laughs> See, oh, before we do that, next month. What do we oh play next month? Goodness. We are going Journey, to play dude. yeah, Journey, oh, the fantastic uh, PlayStation 3 <laughs> Uh, walking simulator that will allow oh. you to 
live life as a nomad in the desert. Can't wait. Sure. Are you just guessing? <laughs> you have no idea what you're talking I about. I don't know what this game's about. I push you up. <laughs> All right. So that's the show. Now I'm player one. I am also player two still. CC Unite.